Well, for the first time in 2023, we are joined on the 5AA Breakfast Show by the Premier, Peter Malinowskis. Premier, good morning, Happy New Year, and good to be talking to you again. Good morning, Pambo. Good morning, Will. Welcome back. It's a happy 2023 to you too as well. No, thank you. Well, Premier, as we were saying before the uh, 8.30 news, obviously the biggest story in South Australia for the last um, couple of months has been the floods. Are we in a position as a state yet to get a, a, a sense of what the what the impact has been on on the uh, on the economy in terms of uh, the businesses that have been affected and the cost of taxpayers for all the levy work and so forth. The short answer in terms of the overall economic impact to your question, Dave, is no. We and are reticent to do it just at this point because we anticipate there'll be a very substantial cost associated towards the remediation works mm. that are going to be required over the months ahead, particularly around road infrastructure, which, as you know, is expensive. We just have no idea about how much damage has been done to roads until those waters really fully start to recede. So we suspect we'll have a better idea of that in around about a fortnight's time because the water levels are receding at a pretty quick pace uh, as that peak really has now flown through the entirety of the system. So at the moment, you know, we're still over 100 gigalitres a day in terms of flow in some places still well north of 120, 130 gigalitres a day. But by the end of the month, we anticipate that at the border, that figure will be down to about 60 gigalitres a day. So, And then from there, the waters will drop off pretty quick and we'll get a better idea. But in terms of the cost of the taxpayers, things currently stand, um, as your listeners may be familiar, we've now put in place a, a $190 million package between the state government and the Commonwealth, the majority of that coming from um, the state government. Uh, to try and assist those people that are, you know, doing it tough at the moment and will have a bit of a challenge in front of them in terms of the rebuild. When we spoke last year about this incident with you, I think one of the, the, the final things you, you talked to us about was that this is a this is a disaster that will unfold in two parts. One being when the floodwater peak comes through and there's damage to infrastructure, but then there's the, the after effects of that. And during that component, yeah. the communities are going to need the support of people in Adelaide coming and visiting and booking holidays and doing things like that. When when does that process start? When does that period start? When can people here in Adelaide begin to help out our Riverland communities? Well, do you know what, Will? I, I think there's been evidence of that throughout the entirety of the event. Mm. And uh, like when you go up to... Obviously, Manham's got this heartbreaking situation where there's a levy dividing the main street, which is quite a sight to see. And I've been up there quite a few times I've been through the whole region quite a few times. Um, and I, and I, in Manham, when I was there most recently, it was packed, absolutely packed. And it was a lot of Adelaideans coming up to show their support, buying buying a sandwich from the local bakery, popping into the pub when they can, going to the local community club. Just to give you a, a stat that I heard most recently in, in Manham, the community club, I think their busiest ever day was 230 mils throughout their entire history. They were frequently doing over 400 meals <laughs> yeah. a day. They were doubling their best ever. They went out and bought more cutlery and more crockery just to be able to accommodate the demand. So, and that was South Australians getting up and supporting them. But, but you're right, there's still a journey ahead of us. You know, one issue that we'll be discussing again this morning at the Emergency Management Cabinet Committee we've got at 9 o'clock is, is power reconnection. Re- the effort that is required to reconnect almost 4,000 properties that have been disconnected is huge. Every one of them has to be certified by a Sparky to be safe before SAPN will reconnect the power. So just little things like that 
um, which make a big difference to the people that are affected. This is going to take a lot of work and we're putting plans in place for each area of the recovery where we've got a degree of control. So, Premier, it's been a pretty crazy 12 months in South Australia's political history. This time a year ago, you were the leader of the opposition facing off against Stephen Marshall and your number one election promise was to reduce hospital ramping. Since then, it's got worse and worse and worse. Is 2023 the year when we will finally see it come down or do we have to wait a bit longer yet? Well, what I've been saying... um publicly, Dave, and this is based on the best information we've got available to us, is that we hope to really start seeing some strong results in terms of ramping towards the end of next year. So we've still got a, a long journey in front of us. That, that's, uh, not exactly I, a, that's not exactly a dare-to-dream position. Maybe the end of next year. Well, well no, because and I, and I was getting a lot of scrutiny. In fact, the Liberal Party were attacking uh, me on this very point last year because I made it clear that, yes, our absolute priority was turning the, the tide when it comes to um, ambulance ramping, particularly ambulance response times. And I said it was going to take a full four years for us to be able to get back down to the levels that were far more satisfactory. I made that clear at the time. And, and, and I think the Liberal Party even put out a release saying, oh, Malinowski's is saying it's going to take four years. So it is going to take time. And I was clear about that from, from the get-go. The challenge that we've had throughout the course of uh, 2022 was that we had both COVID and flu at the same time, which has never happened before, and that'll happen again this year. In fact, uh, we're rather nervous about the prospect of flu throughout the course of this year as we start to see more international travel, depending on yeah. how the flu system shapes up. But, so, but I guess there are challenges what, ahead of us. There are challenges ahead, but is one of the challenges, I think, and I, I reckon I can guess what a lot of listeners are thinking while they hear you give all of these perfectly valid explanations but it sounds like one of the biggest challenges you might have with this is expectation management because it's starting to look like you you may well have over-promised and under-delivered on this one well, so far. Well, look, I mean, that's a, that's a political consideration. My primary consideration is actually just making sure that we're getting those resources rolled out as quickly as we can, as fast as we can in the places that need them the most. That's where my effort is orientated, more than managing expectation. But what I would... But people who are contemplating that question, I would simply invite them to go back and look and very clearly at what I was saying throughout the course of the election campaign. I never said that was going to be fixed in 12 months or in two years. What we said was our objective was to get ambulance response times back down to 2018 levels by the end of this term of government, which is what exactly what we're seeking to do. We've got a lot of work in front of us to do it. We've, got, we've had, even in course throughout the course of the, the summer period and that continuous rollout, we are still progressively recruiting more and more people, more doctors, more Rambos and more nurses, putting more beds online. But we've still got a long way to go because we know these positions don't just grow on trees and recruiting them is a challenge. But we've got a timeline that we're working towards and there is still a lot of dedicated effort on that. Premier, why do our South Road upgrades keep falling apart? <laughs> well, there's just one. Um, I don't think... I think the Superway and the, the Torrance to Darlington project, and amongst others of all, and the Northern Connector, amongst others of all, worked pretty well. But we have got this frustration at the Darlington project, and now we've got a keen eye on the on the Western Wall, and we're being rather scrupulous and demanding of the contractor that's responsible here for making sure they're not getting the certification or the completion certificates until it's at the standard that is required, and. 
we've identified a, a need for a further upgrade and we're going to make sure that gets done. Now, the unfortunate of that is that it is going to mean, mean some inconvenience, but safety always has to be the priority sure. here. And we're not going to hand over money or give completions on projects and, until they've met the requirements the necessary engineering standards. So to be clear on that point, you're of, the government is of the view that this is the fault of the, the contractor and, the, and those responsible for construction, and it's not the fault of those who in the planning process didn't heed the warning that there was leaking SA water pipes in the area that would lead to issues down the road. Well, clearly there are issues in terms of the planning process here, but it's also true that, uh, you know, as the, as the government, we've got a responsibility to protect the position of motorists and taxpayers alike, and that's why we will stick to us being uh, demanding and very clear in our requirements about what will be what it will take before certification and completion certificates are issued on this project to the relevant contractor. And that means very clear standards have to be maintained and that includes uh, the issues regarding that lowered motorway section, particularly the wall component of it, where there has been struggles in the past, and that includes the western wall. Uh, another area of, of remediation has been identified, and that's now being put in place. That brings inconvenience, but you know this is a project that needs to last for decades, and we're not going to certify it until the job is done properly. Peter Malinaskis, thanks for joining us for the first time for 2023. We'll talk again soon. Look forward to it. Thanks, Jen. Cheers. David Penberthy and Will Goodings, 6 to 9, 5AA Breakfast.